You're listening to Intentional Optimists, the podcast for unconventional leaders, where you'll find inspiration, learn to discover and develop your own strengths, and hear from inspiring women just like you who are making a difference in their community. Who knows, you just might find yourself stepping up as the next unconventional leader right where you are. I'm your host, Andrea Johnson, the original Intentional Optimist. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 73. I am joined again by my friend and podcast producer, Kim Pate. Welcome. Hi. Thanks. <laughs> um, we are continuing our series of uh, Let's Talk About, and today we are going to talk about grief. That may sound like a weird topic for intentional optimists. However, in our intentionality, to live differently, this is a journey that we have to be on. This is a, this is an emotion. This is a process we all will go through if we haven't yet. And um, Kim and I have unique perspectives um, from our lives that we kind of want to share from. And I, I think it's going to be a really good conversation. Me too. And it sounds like a weird thing to say. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> um, but it, it does. I mean, when, you, when you're talking about loss or grief or the, the journey that, that encompasses for each person, which is so different. Um, I think that it can be, it, it could lead down a path of, you know, dark and sad and all of those things. And I, I don't think that this conversation wouldn't, won't lead us either of us or both of us to a little bit of, uh, teary moments, um, as we talk a little bit about our own personal experiences. But I think that, um, I think it's important to share some of the um, experiences that we've had and and what we've learned from them. I agree. And I'm, I'm just going to be out there and open right now and say that Kim suggested this topic. And my initial response was to stop the Marco Polo. <laughs> <laughs> I told my husband that and, and he goes, does that happen often? And I said, occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> But that's, you know, that is what friends are for. That is what good friends are for. That is what, when we care about someone, we hold the mirror up. We show them. When we care about another person, we help them through the rough patches. And um, I'm just, Kim has been that person for me for 30 years. And has it been 30? I think it's been at least Mm -hmm. 30. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know that I've always been as good in that arena as her because of our different types of personalities, but you'll, you'll hear a little bit of why she's been able to help in ways that maybe I couldn't. Um, but I, I do want to say that we are recording this and the reason why this topic came up granted part of it is because it's February and we kind of respond, we've been kind of responding to some of our guests and um, last week's guest was about divorce and re building our lives and working through that's a grief process. And that's uh, for so many reasons, but today on February 9th is the fifth year. And I am going to actually say the word anniversary. It is five years ago today that we lost my mother to breast cancer. And I did not want to really talk about anything today. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I am one of those people and we'll get into this in a minute, but I'm one of those people who is just much more likely to shove it all under the rug. (laughs) That's too hard right now. I'm going to deal with it later. But Kim, your suggestion of why don't we, you're to a place where I think you can, let's celebrate. Um, Let's talk about 
the grief journey and the struggles and the highs and the lows and the things that we've learned from it. And so thank you very much. Yeah, I think that this is a, this episode is in a way to um, not only celebrate the highs and lows and the journeys that we've been on over these many years, it's also to, um, to recognize, you know, the impact that um, loss has had in our lives. Mm. Because I do think that um, the loss of and, and and I don't know a person who hasn't lost somebody right mm. along the journey. I think losing um, a parent, a spouse, a child. Um, I think those are the the significant it siblings in our lives, right? Yes. A sibling, yeah, mm-hmm. um, an immediate family member uh, of some sort. I think is is. And, and and honestly, it might not be a family member. It might be that, you know, your Nana was the most important person in your world, right? And that loss is just as impactful. I, I don't ever want to diminish anybody's loss of anybody's relationship with anybody. But I think that, um, and for those of you who haven't had a, a true significant loss like this, and it's just been, oh yeah, my, you know, my great second uncle's twice removed <laughs> type of thing, right? Um, because we know those people too. Um, it is life changing and, and life affirming in some way. Um, but it, it can take time to come to that life affirming moment. Right. Um, other than a mortality wake up call for all of us. Right. It, um, and some of the experiences that each individual has, and they are all very unique. Um, people don't understand. Um, I'm going to give just a, a quickie. It just popped in my head. Um, so I lost my mom um, coming up on 30 years ago um, and my dad 24 years ago. And um, when my, another girlfriend of mine lost her mom many years later um, and I was, I went to see her um, after afterwards and she kept apologizing to me, Kim, I'm so sorry. I wasn't a good friend to you. And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. She goes, I had no idea. I said, you're not supposed to know what it's like to lose your mom at this age, I said, you weren't a bad friend. You just can't explain it to somebody well for them to understand what it is. I, I, I also remember when, <laughs> this is a lot of years ago, but it was right after my mom died and your mom said to me, um, she called me and said, so tell me, you know, cause I think this was right around, yeah, um, her mother was dying, mm. um, not well. And she said, so what's it like to lose your mom? And I'm like, oh, so very different than <laughs> my journey is so very different than what your journey will be like. Yeah. I was 25 when my mom died. Yeah. She was already well into her fifties and your grandmother was, I think in her eighties at this point. Oh, yes. I'm like, it's a very different loss, right? You had a full complete life. She got to meet your children and your, you know, the whole package. So I had a hard time kind of explaining to your mom how different the loss would be. Mm. Um, it was still, it was still a huge loss for her, but it's just a different, different type of loss. Right. Yeah. Um, so it, it just, it, that came to my mind, but I, I do think that, um, the experiences that we have in our lives, good and bad joys and sorrows, right. Um, we, we can't pass by and, um, you've made reference to me recently. You know, we talk about the intentional optimist tenets, and I'm going to let you speak on this and how talking about grief is so present. Yeah. Well, and I do want to chime in there just a little bit because the story that you shared, I, I think that you were, you had at least one girlfriend apologize to you. And then I know I basically did the same thing. And right. part of it is just because 
you're right. There's no way we could know. There's no way we could understand. But the way that you were there for her and for me is in your experience, you didn't shy away from helping others through that same journey. And the insights that you were able to share as we were walking that path, or as I was walking that path were so very helpful. So this is just one piece of the grief journey is that we actually then end up sharing and helping other people through it. Um, yeah. And which I think actually helps our, I, I yeah. think absolutely is impactful on our journey when you absolutely. can, when you can talk to somebody else and really um, kind of guide them and walk them mm. through it and be there for them. Um, it helps in your journey as well as their journey. Well, and it's none of our lost journeys are for nothing, right? They're all for oh, something. Gosh. We all learn plenty if, if nothing else. And we'll get into this. It's like, that's the journey of life, but it gives it even more meaning. It gives it even more weight and it gives it even your experience then becomes even more valuable to you. And I've not had the privilege of helping someone the way you helped me. Um, and, and in a way I'm a little grateful, <laughs> but at the same time, it, it, I kind of, I hope that I can do that for someone else. Um, so publicly, thank you. Um, so February is the month in intentional optimism and in my community and online where I kind of focus because there's six tenets, it's really easy to just say, I focus on one tenant a month and I start over in July. And I want to make it really clear and we'll get into this too, but intentional optimism is not something I have arrived at. It is, it is almost like I was given a map and now I know, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> so these are my <laughs> aspirations. This is how I want to be. And part of becoming who I need to be is actually learning how to, to live through this, which is one of the reasons why I, when Kim suggested this topic, I had already hit stop on Marco Polo, but right after she said, but you know, it's like present and we're dealing with this now. And these are the feelings now. And I was like, Oh, man. So I just opened up the document that I have. That's the intentional optimism tenets. And I'm like, Is she, and I, I need to know, were you quoting me or was that you just happened to be saying it? I was not intentionally quoting you. I think that it's just kind of now ingrained into my bloodlines and my brain. Like you've, like, like you've run it all in there and I kind of like know what, you know, what, when I, when I use the, the terms now, I kind of, I have a background. You're fully indoctrinated. I am fully like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm bleeding Andrea's, you know, launch from the beach and her intentional optimism tenants. So yeah, so, I'm there. Okay. So in the tenant of present, there are three main pieces. The first is wonder. The second is generosity. And the third is kind and open. And I have podcast episodes on like all of these things. So you can just scroll back and find them. Um, but under the piece of being kind and open, the first two things are number one with my emotions. I will feel what is happening now. I put that in all caps. Why? I don't run from my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> you know why you put it's it in such all a crock. caps. Like <laughs> I run from my feelings every day. That's why I emotionally, okay. They tell me things I need to know. Emotions like in other words, emotions are my barometer and they are like the waves of the sea crashing over me. And so that's a piece that is really important and that speaks to why we're having this conversation. But the second piece of 
being kind and open is being non-judgmental that every human is created in the image of God, worthy of kindness, grace, respect, and saving. And that includes me, right? So I need to not judge myself for running from the emotions, right? The very first person we coach, the very first person we teach, the very first person we encourage should be ourselves. And so this is why, you know, I opened the document up and I said, Don, got it. I'm going to have to have this conversation. So here we are (laughs) talking about grief because as another friend reminded me today, we tend to be able to teach and share better from our scars than from our open wounds. You know, even a year ago, I might not have been ready to talk about this, but now I'm actually, you're right. I'm actually kind of excited to talk about what the grief journey can be like why we need to do it, why we need to embrace it, the fact that it's different for every single person. Um, and it's not a one and done thing, right? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, so, I, I, and I don't know if it's um, when milestones happen that um, we kind of take a, a look differently. Like we, we kind of, we look at where we are. Like I, I, most of us aren't like every single day, constantly, I'm in mourning, I'm having, mm-hmm. a, I'm in my grief journey. That's, that's short term, right? That's, that's what happens right after a loss, right? You're like, you're impacted every day and, and feel guilty when you're happy about things and all of, mm-hmm. all of the, you know, the stages of grief, right? Um, but I think that when you hit some of the bigger mile markers, and it could be first holidays and first um, birthdays and, and first things, firsts are hard, seconds are surprisingly harder than hard. firsts sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then when you kind of hit those like life-changing times in your in your life, right? Yep. Um, so you're about to be an aunt. No, a great aunt. A great aunt, excuse right. me. You're about to be a great aunt here shortly. So here's another like, you know, life-changing type of event, right? Yeah. So well, and um, here's a you know, here's a my my mother's first great grandbaby yeah. is the due date was today. Yeah. I just got a text message that it will probably be tomorrow. So oh, okay. yeah. So I'm not gonna share anything there, but um that's not my necessarily my news to share. But the the nice thing is um that these are all pieces of the the beautiful mosaic, the beautiful mm-hmm. puzzle. And to be able to say, you know what, this is, this is still something that's happening on this day, even though it's a mile marker of five years. What's interesting is that my sister called, you know, when my sister and my niece let me know that she was pregnant, it was like, do you want to tell her the due date or do you want to tell her the due date? <laughs> Cause my family knows um, that I am, I am the one that doesn't, I'm like, I run from my feelings, right? So my family knows. You feel like, the feels differently than they do. I feel them really, really, really big. So um, anyway, I interrupted you. I'm I'm sorry, but. um, Well, you know, I was, I was, when we were talking about mom markers for just a second, I was thinking, um, I don't typically, um, I don't talk a lot about the losses I've had in my life. Those people close to me know, know about them. And we were talking briefly about um, people who do a lot of um, public. um, Emoting. Emoting. Acknowledging acknowledging, yeah. mm-hmm. um, loss and death and, and, and wonderful for everybody to choose to do who they are, right. Be who they are. And this, this year for the first time in a very long time, I actually made a post, but less about my mom, um, and losing my mom, but more about me because I kind of had, um, 
I know it's some life affirming things with the fact that I am as old, I'm the age that my mother was when she died, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as we come upon um, this year's the 30, 30th anniversary of the loss of my mother, I've lived, and I, I actually had this conversation with my husband the other day, I've lived more la- more years without her in my life than mm-hmm. with her in my life, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and though, yes, I have lived all of my years with her in my heart. I sure. have not had her in my life. Right. Um, and that was kind of eye opening. And as we move a little further into this actual calendar year, I will live longer than she mm-hmm. did. Like this is the year that, you know, my mother died when she was 55. I'm now 55, but come April, I'll actually have lived a day longer on the planet than my mother ever had a chance to. So it gave me kind of an opportunity to reflect back. I remember when she died and everybody's saying, oh, she was so young, she was so young. And at the time, (laughs) yes, I thought she was young, but I never really equated it. Well, she was so young, I'm 55, I can't imagine. Right, it's very real, right? And so um, so this year I um, I participated with you in a um, women 50 over 50 um, Mm -hmm. photo shoot um, for a woman with with a woman we know who, um, and I took one of those photos and I posted it, you know, here's me at 55. Here's me acknowledging my life moving forward. And I think that um, it may be the mile marker that, that, that allowed me to be able to do that and made me feel comfortable on my birthday, recognizing that my birthday, instead of on the anniversary of my mother's death, Mm -hmm. but that I have to um, find ways to like walk a path she never walked. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, to live a life she never lived, and um, and those are hard things to come to terms with. And um, as you and I both know, this past year or past two years, three years, how far are we into um, our current pandemic? Um, how many people have now had to experience grief that they wouldn't have had to experience in the past, um, just unexpectedly, right? Um, you know, we 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 expect some some loss in our lives, and how can we? take those experiences and I don't want to say make them work for us, but um, find ways to be productive in our feelings and our growth journey. Because again, like you said, it's a map, it's a journey. There's no end destination. We were talking about that earlier is how there are certain things in our lives that are very like, here's my goal. I met my goal. I achieved my goal. I pick a new goal or I, I, or, or Right. Yeah. So, so actually, yeah. So let's like roll it back just a little bit. Cause I, yeah. I love where you were headed there because I think that's something we definitely want to talk about. Um, because you can look up all the different stages of grief. You can talk to counselors. There are plenty of people out there that can help you walk the journey of grief, but what it can do in your life is up to you. And that's a point that you were starting to make. I loved the whole walk the walk she never walked, live the life she never lived. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's it's an opportunity. It's being able right. to see it as a new opportunity and to kind of start looking at the loss, this big loss in our lives. And for us, and maybe we should just say that that's yeah. just kind of how we're going to talk about it and not really apologize for the fact that it's the loss of our mother's and for you, the loss of both of your parents, but specifically your mother, um, mm-hmm. being able to say, what are the things that it helped me to do? And for you, it was a 30 year journey of not just the loss of your mother, but then the understanding of, and that milestone of hitting that birthday 
of when, of when you needed to do that. So let's specifically talk about in your life and in mine, what grief has actually done for us. Um, because I have consistently heard that from people when I say, it gave me the opportunity. I went into this crucible and it was this catalyst. And so I'd like to hear from you some of the things that grief has taught you. And I'll share some of the things that grief has really taught me and this journey has really been able to do for me. And um, because I think that those are the things that we need to walk away with. And then we can kind of talk about how it is part of the whole life circle. Um, right. Do you want to go first? Well, I think that, so some of the things that, that the loss of my mom or the loss of my parents taught me was, um, well, for sure, <laughs> independence. Um, mm. um, and, and how to, you know, I was, I, I was one of those people that, um, you got to keep in mind when my mom died, it was 92. Right. So, um, cell phones were not a thing or if they were, they were just brand new and people didn't have them. Um, but I, talk to my mom anywhere from two to four times every single day. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, one of the things that it immediately taught me in those rare moments when you forget, because yeah. you're just like, Oh, I gotta call my, I gotta tell mom this. Right. And you pick yep. up the phone and you call and dad answers the phone and you're like, Hey, oh my gosh, yeah. like it's that epiphany moment. And it, and my dad and I have always had a tremendous relationship. So I don't ever want anybody to hear anything else, but it opened up even a new relationship with my dad because yeah. I then turned to him with these little nothing things to say um, that I had been talking to my mom about. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I think that it, it allowed me to see relationships with people differently. And those the relationship you have with you have with your mom is is always a unique relationship, especially for, especially for women. But yes, especially for women. Um, and when you lose that, um, it's it is a journey to figure out well, what do I do with that? Who do I have those conversations with? Who mm-hmm. do I go to when I don't know how come my roast didn't bake properly? Mm-hmm. I mean, like the stupid things, right? Right. Um, which isn't so stupid when you're you know young and learning how to cook. Right. Um, it's, but it's, it's the, this person's mad at me. I don't know what to do about it. Like all the things that you, you may have used that relationship that you had with your mother or the maternal person in your life. Um, and you're still young enough that you're developing the friendships mm-hmm. of, 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 of what kind of stuff can I inundate my friends with for knowledge? Right. right. Um, and it wasn't a time of instant gratification, <laughs> you know, there like wasn't really they, the Instagram and the Snapchat and the text. Exactly. And exactly. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and how many friends will respond when I post this and all of those mm-hmm. types of things, it wasn't that time frame. So, um, how do you develop that, those relationships? And, um, you know, I, I wasn't married when my mom died and I, um, was six weeks away from being married when my dad died. Mm -hmm. So, um, a lot of those steps I ended up having to do by myself. And so Mm -hmm. those people who wanted to step in and go wedding dress shopping, and I'm like, well, this is something that I missed out with my mom. Right. And so I, it ended up being a more solo type of experience for me. Um, which in hindsight, I can look back and say, shame on you. You should have like 
right? But but in the same time, you know, I don't want to shame on me for my for the grief journey I was experiencing. I didn't know any differently, right? right. And I didn't have that person to say, um, "I'm not your mom," right? Mm-hmm. But but I'm here for you. Um, yeah. And I, I wasn't probably mature enough at 25 to even know that other people could do that. And I'm sorry for laughing, but I'm thinking, and the rest of us were not mature enough at 25 either to help you. Right, <laughs> right, right, um, right. But I, I think it's really smart to to say, because I would do the same thing with my dad. I would, I was calling my mom like on a daily basis and, <laughs> or more than one time a day. And part of that was because she just really needed to hear from me. And I knew that this was the end. Both of our mothers died of cancer. And so, you know, it was just kind of wanting to get those last pieces in, but you know, my dad really could care less that I got a new red purse. So, um, <laughs> you know, it was just, <laughs> I'm so glad DSW had those shoes you wanted, Andrea, what else you got for me? Yeah. Um, but he was, <laughs> he was in his own grief, but he was also present enough to be able to say, thank you for sharing. Right. I mean, it was like right. he, and I'm sure your dad was the same way. And, um, so f- for me, your, so my mother died when I was 50. Like it was like, I turned 50 and all kinds of things went down. <laughs> it's just like, right. boom, 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 boom. And that was kind of the icing on the cake. And it just hit me hard, but in a really good way, it's almost like God stopped me and said, all right, so for years I've been saying you need to work on this thing, or you need to become who you need to be, or you need to stop walking around in a trance or or trying to pretend you're somebody that you're not stop now, because we're going to, now's when we're really going to do this. And so I noticed, and this is one of the reasons I said yes to talking about the subject that when I tell my story on other podcasts, podcasters and interviewers are always very surprised to hear that grief was the catalyst Mm -hmm. to this really positive, amazing work that I now do. And it kind of like, I should read from my podcast bio, but it was, I, I even say it this way. It's as if I went into a crucible going back to your seventh and eighth grade science class. And I went into this crucible and came out after burning and being pummeled with all of this stuff. And I came out with this lovely gem and I would love to hand it to other people. I'm still figuring out what it is and I'm calling it intentional optimism. And there's, there are ways in which I feel that sounds very self-promoting to say, oh, I came out with this gem. I don't feel like it was something I did. It was something that was given to me and it was something that now I'm living by. And so um, to be able to say this grief actually presented me with the opportunity to slow down enough, to stop long enough, to 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 take down the, the, the shield or to have the Band-Aid ripped off or to break through the shell long enough to say, oh, I have some real growing to do and now is the opportunity. Right. Well, and, right. And, and, and I think that that's, that's exactly it. I mean, I look back at the time and um, what changes did I make in my life from the life I was living before, mm-hmm. right. Versus after. And um, at the time when I was 25 and it was 1992, it was a few years later that after many conversations with people in my life, I went to culinary school. Like I was already a college grad and I was already working and people are like, well, what is it you love to do? And I was like, gosh, I love to bake. And, um, really, I know really, really good. Thank you. <laughs> I, but I know, I know 
that it was, um, my mom used to say, I know what you're going to be when you grow up. I'm like, what, what? I wasn't one of those people who knew what I was going to be. Like I, mm-hmm. I have huge, huge, huge envy of people who like, I'm going to be a nurse and they grow up and they become a nurse. Right. And, and they're, they're fulfilled they forever. And they're fulfilled forever. <laughs> I have envy of that, that, that life epiphany. I never had that. Right. Yeah. I always like, I don't know what I'm going to be when I grow up. I'm still, I'm 55 and I'm asking myself that question. What am I going to be when I grow up? Um, and I've had a few people in my life, my mother being one of my mother always to say, I know what you're going to be. What is it? Well, that's your journey. I can't tell you what it is. <laughs> like, it reminds me of my dad saying as a kid, he put a ceiling, installed a ceiling fan in my bedroom and said that he would turn it on when I could keep my closet. I had a big walk-in closet clean for 30 days, nothing on the floor, 30 days. Yep. I never got that ceiling fan hooked up ever. And um, the truth is my dad didn't hook it up right. He could never get it to work, but he knew I was never going to make the 30 days either. So (laughs) I made it um, your issue. (laughs) So it made it my issue. Exactly. So, (laughs) but the, the thing that my mom, knowing the secret of what it was, I was going to be, who knew if she actually really knew um, she was making me do the work. Right. Um, I'm still doing the work. I'm still trying to figure that out. But I did have somebody in my life who said, well, what is it you love to do? And I said, I love to bake. And they said, so why don't you do that? And I went to culinary school. And I do attribute that to my mom not being there to point me in the right direction, but her saying, you know what you're going to be. It's in you. You know it. Um, And so I think that um, you're right. I do think that the death of somebody important in your life can be a catalyst for that next thing, right? It can be the, oh, um, this person died and they had all these comorbidities of being, you know, morbidly obese yep. or whatever it might be. That might be my health journey. That yep. might be the, 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 and this was not my journey, but that might be the, the motivating factor, yep. right? To live a healthier life, to get out there and do something physical, to drop some weight, to like really mm-hmm. like focus your, because I don't want that to happen to me, yep. right? Well, um, and that was my health journey. That was when my mother was diagnosed with cancer. Yes. That was when I had gastric bypass surgery because I said, oh, wow. I mean, I worked in the cancer center at Johns Hopkins. So I knew that the chances of the more morbid obesity, actually even obesity at all increases your chances for cancer exponentially. Right. And so right. I knew I needed to get that. So that was, it was a little bit, it was even just the beginning of her death journey was a catalyst for me was a catalyst, right? Because yeah. we we do we we look at those people around us and we we make decisions based on oh well I could prevent that or I could do something to make that not happen, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that um, that's something I'm 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 ecstatic about that that there's a positive yeah. outcome from the terrible loss, right? From the grief. And this goes back to what you were hinting at earlier. Um, actually, a couple of weeks ago, I had. uh, posts out there on social media that talked about endings are the preparation for the next beginning. And that's exactly what I mean by that. It's that even though it's a hard thing, it's there's now there's always, now it's new. Even if the new journey is sad or hard, it's still new. Right. right? And it's still a new beginning because it's a beginning of who you are in a new way. And there are all the challenges that go with that, right? Is this the right journey? Am I in the right path? Is this the right map, right? And the map is, um, I said said, uh, to you just before we went live, I said, it's like Paul McCartney said, it's a long and winding road, right? right? Mm -hmm. Um, And we don't know where it's going to lead. (laughs) Um, We kind of, (laughs) well, we don't. And um, 
gosh, Paul McCartney is going to get some credits today, but um, fortunately he's not getting any royalties off of this, but, but, but it is, it is this, this, this ongoing journey that we don't necessarily, you know, you and I are very map oriented. We're very good at reading maps. We're Mm -hmm. very good at following maps where, you know, we're very good at that. Some people are not. Yeah. Um, And um, it is this kind of like the map is there, but it's an unlaid out map. So we kind of don't know where the next turn is until we actually come upon it. Yeah. <laughs> turn out here. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm th- there are days when I'm thankful for my Apple watch when it starts vibrating to say, you're going to turn. I'm like, Oh, I, I need to turn. Um, yeah. just, well, earlier when I said, I kind of run from my feelings, it, I made the analogy that it's a little bit like using a, a map app, whether, you know, whatever one you use. And at the very beginning, <laughs> The voice says, proceed to the route, proceed to the route, proceed to the route. And I'm like, oh, no, thank you. I don't want this one. No, thank you. <laughs> and finally, it's like, you start going. And then it says, now you can make this turn because you can't know, you don't always know at the beginning. And had, had you asked me this question a year ago or two or three or four, mm-hmm. it would have been a very different answer than where I am today. And I want to make it really clear that grief is an emotion that is, it's, a, well, it's a, group of emotions that is part of being alive and it is part of living a full life. There's no way we will ever live a full life if we have no grief. And uh, one of the songs that I love for my son is by One Republic called I Hope You Live. And it talks about getting broken bones. And I'm like, please no. And it talks about <laughs> yeah, but the whole point. And like, I hope that you fill your cup and I don't even know. So it's like that you love, but you, but you always get hurt, but you still love. And it it has to do with the, both the positive and the negative of all of those things. And I think that is kind of encompasses what intentional optimism is. It's seeing life for what it is and choosing, I am going to move forward. I am going to experience. I am going to be kind and loving in the middle of it. I am going to love. I am going to do all of these things. And I'm going to be hopeful for the future, no matter what it looks like right now. So before we completely wrap up on this, I want to talk about what we take from this point forward in the future, what is that life she never lived, the walk that she didn't get to yep. walk? What does that actually look like? What does that look like for you? I mean, you oh, said gosh, that this was a milestone year, right? It is milestone year, right. And so I don't know what it brings, honestly. I do think that I am, I would say that I've actually, so my birthday's in December. So I've just started my 50, 50 year as it were. And, um, and, and, I think that this year brings change in my life for sure. I think that it's um, for the first time in a long time, I'm willing to um, really evaluate. Am I just plodding along in my life mm-hmm. or am I living it intentionally with a purpose? Mm-hmm. And I think that um, sometimes it, sometimes it takes the, you know, the smack in the head to, to recognize it in yourself that you're not doing it that you can speak it to others. Like I've worked very hard to grow people in my life to help them achieve their, um, their growth, be it, you know, in my job as a manager for many years and a leader, I've helped other people become leaders. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually had somebody say to me this week, we were talking exactly about this topic about Mm. um, purpose and development and growth. And she said to me, um, because she struggles with the same thing is identifying that purpose. And Mm -hmm. I said, um, you know, I, I've never been able to 
really pin it down for myself. And, and I hope in this year to be able to really clarify for that for myself. But she's like, I, and she said to me, cause I, I said, you know, I want to matter and I want to have left a mark. Um, and I don't know what that means. I can't like, I don't mean like I, I need a building named after me. That's not what I'm talking about, but she's like, I need you to know, I need you to hear this from me. She said, you have left your mark on my life. You allowed me to grow into a leadership role. You had faith in, in who I was, that I was the right person for this. And you, you are the one that has been my catalyst to something bigger and better in my life. And I was like, oh, I might get weepy. Um, <laughs> and yeah. she's not a, yeah. And, and I was just like, I didn't know what to say other than thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, I, sometimes we don't recognize the impact that we have on other people's lives. Right. While we're just, on the journey that we may not the see journey. the end line for. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's, that's where I hope to take my um, unmarked path mm-hmm. <laughs> with yeah. all those little hidden side roads and stuff like that. And I want to explore those hidden side roads and see where they take me um, and, and really focus on my own. Is she proud of me? Does she see where mm. I'm going? Am I on that path that she thought was the right path? Am yeah. I doing something that she would have hoped that I'm doing? Right? Yeah. Um. Because there's that is always in my head. It it's not just me. I want to be proud of for for myself. I want to be. I want to make. I want to be who she wanted me to be. I want to be somebody she was proud to say that that's my daughter. Mm-hmm. That's my girl. Look at how great she is and what she's doing and how beautiful she is and how smart she is and how caring she is. I want her to feel that way every single day. So that's, Mm. that's my journey. That's my hope for this year and moving forward. Well, and at the risk of getting weepy and and (laughs) oozy and she does, right. I mean, it's like, there is, there is no doubt that she, she, maybe this is exactly what she could see for you. Right. I mean, maybe it's that she could see that you were that smart, kind, funny, um, powerful, helpful, amazing leader. And, you know, who knows whether or not, but, um, I think that, and that is a beautiful path to walk. She, she didn't get to do that. Right. And so now you carry that torch. I know that for me, even just giving part of the, I didn't give the eulogy, but speaking at my mother's funeral, part of it that I said I wanted to carry on was the fact that she was very bubbly and sanguine. And um, she was, <laughs> and yeah, she was like popping a bottle of champagne. It's like, here comes Judy. And, you know, I, I definitely want to celebrate all those things about her. But what I realized in looking back over five years since this day, five years ago, is that I still learn from her and I shared this with you. I still learn from her in her absence. And I think that's an important thing to remember that as we remember people and as we go back over our relationships and look at where we were, and as we think about the loss that, and the, the hole, the gaping hole, sometimes that they leave in our lives, I still mm-hmm. learn from her today. And it, it may very well be that I learn what not to do <laughs> by looking well, back. Yeah, me too. Me too. Or, yeah. <laughs> or learn, oh, I totally didn't see that in her. Or, and gosh, she was stronger than I thought. Or she loved me in a way I didn't know I needed. And being this able to- This is what she meant, right? This is what she meant, right? This is what mm-hmm. she meant. And, you know, because it's- what a privilege to be able to have parents long into our adult years or moms long into our adult years, where we get to look at them in the eye and say, 
I'm really sorry. I was really stupid. Thank you very much. But, and, and I sincerely hope that I have the opportunity to hear those kinds of things from my child. But um, if not, I want to be the kind of parent that allows my son to think at 55 or 60, oh, this is what she meant. Right. Right. And so for me, this is all about, we, we think about, you said you want to leave a mark. This is all about our legacy. And mm-hmm. this is all about our, the legacy that our parents leave for us, that our moms especially have left for us and the legacy that we want to leave and being able to say, oh, right. I'm, my mother was not perfect. Our relationship was most definitely not perfect. Two days before she died, she got knee to knee with me and said, have I apologized enough? Mm. Hmm. <laughs> Here I right. go. Yep. Have I, have I told you how wonderful you are? And, you know, what do you say? This is, right. you know, the end is near and you say, absolutely. Yes. And then, and then you, <laughs> and then you realize, you know, two years later, oh, I'm still really pissed about that thing you said to me when I was 15. <laughs> and. <laughs> And you're like, yeah, yeah. And I lied to you on that day. And I told you you'd said everything. I should have just said that. But this is, this is the legacy that we get to leave for other people. Even if it's not our children, even if it's the people that we manage or the people that listen to this podcast or the women I coach and the people that I've managed in the past, these are the things that I want us to remember that every single thing we do is a legacy for someone else. And my mother's legacy of encouragement and walking into a room and lighting it up and all this, that still lives on. And that's what I want to celebrate. As I say, this is a grief journey. It is forever. And the road is winding and it's different and it's good. And so as a, a little bit of a recap, um, it can be a catalyst for things. It can be a crucible for things. Grief is a part of life that without it, we don't have a full understanding of what joy is. And as we walk forward without this person that we've lost, it is an opportunity to not only be the person that they had every in their wildest, amazing dreams for us, even if it's a child of ours, you know, to be the perfect parent or a sibling or a, you know, one of our parents, when they looked at us, they always saw the best in us. Right. Right. And to be that person that they always saw, that's what it means to carry on that legacy. That's what it means for me to live intentional optimism. And, you know, I'm most certainly not perfect at it. These are, you know, half of the stuff that's written in this big document of mine are things that I'm like, I put them in the I will or I do phrasing because I need to learn how to do that. Right. So it's a journey. It, it is a journey. And um, I think that's a really nice place to land the plane. Um, yeah. um, so you have something else to put. No. Um, I think that's, I think it's great. I think that, I think that um, if, if we say anything else, it's, you know, how much, you know, I, I, I love you, mom. I love Daisy. Yeah. I, you know, I love Judy. Um, and, and how thankful I am to these two women um, in our lives who have created us for each other. Agreed. And, um, and I think we celebrate both of them. There are just so some amazing things that both of our mothers had um, in their personalities that we carry in our own. Um, and I'd, I'd like to say, you know, to those of you listening, 
this is an opportunity for you to, to look at, you know, whether or not you have a big grief piece in your life or part of your journey, as part of your journey, this is an opportunity to look and say, okay, do I want to like start tackling some of this now? Do I want to start living that way now? It may be that you have to hit a milestone or a grief thing to actually get there, but this is an opportunity. And for anybody who is on that journey and says, yeah, this is a catalyst moment for me. This is a life-changing or alterating, altering kind of alterating. Um, it is a life-changing and life-altering opportunity. It's okay to laugh out loud. It's like a very funny thing to say, but I would love some help on this journey. Right. This is what I do. This mm-hmm. is why I do it. This is why I became a coach to help women through some of these things that really just matter and make them like to push through to that road, open road that's it's ahead. So um, as we close today, just remember we are all role models every single one of us and the future generations rely on us directly and indirectly. And um, I am excited to be on this journey. Thank you, Kim. Absolutely. See you next time. Until next time. Hey, thanks for spending your precious time with us today. If you love this podcast and find it to be uplifting and helpful, follow us or subscribe, then please take a moment and leave a review and one of those amazing five-star ratings. You can also snap a screenshot right where you listen, share it to social media, and tag me. This helps others find us and will have an even bigger impact. If you're curious what it would be like to work more closely with me or to step up as an unconventional leader yourself, schedule a free discovery session and we'll chat. But maybe you're an entrepreneur looking for a support team. I'd like to personally invite you into my collaborative community, Launch from the Beach. It could be just what you're looking for. All of my contact information and all the links are included in the show notes. And don't forget, you can always connect with other intentional optimists in our Facebook community. You can follow my Facebook or Instagram page, or even connect with me on LinkedIn. Additionally, I invite you to subscribe to my newsletter, Optimistic Living. It's good stuff delivered straight to your inbox on a not so strict schedule, but always from the heart. Remember, unconventional leaders lead at every level in any area, using their unique gifts. And you, my friend, are a leader. You are the future of leadership and the role models for future generations. Until next time.